0: Once again, 10Xers, welcome. This is Philip Wilstankowski. I'm a 10X ambassador for this year. And the purpose of this podcast is to talk with other successful 10X ambassadors just to share their experience and to tell us their success stories and what happened in their life since they're being part of this 10X group. So as you might know, I did start this podcast because I cannot actually join you there in Miami. Because I was uh, unfortunately rejected for visa. So I just tried to make something positive out of negative, And I just decided to talk with 10Xers, 10X ambassadors, and just record it as a podcast. So this is pretty much a conversation and sharing of experience. I do have an interesting guest for this episode. He's a 10X ambassador that is an entrepreneur with three successful and most importantly, profitable businesses. After joining the 10x ambassador, he started a YouTube channel called hashtag WillTalk. He also has a dominating keyword on all major platforms like Google, YouTube, Facebook hashtag WillTalk. And he actually managed to achieve that without any marketing experience and only basically using a 10x mindset. His mission is to have at least 3,000 subscribers on his uh, YouTube channel, hashtag WillTalk. So I invite everybody to join there because he would like to achieve that target before the end of GrowthCon. So guys, without further ado, I would like to introduce Nicholas WillTalk. Hi, Nick.
1: Hey, how are we doing, man? That's uh, that's a great intro. I hope I can live up to it.
0: Yeah, thank you. I just prepared it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My man. Well, uh, no, I am really uh, I really appreciate your time, you know, allowing me on the podcast. Uh, I'm excited to share my message and, um, you know, hopefully help other ambassadors.
0: Yeah, look, look forward. Well, uh, Nick, could you please tell us a little bit about your background?
1: Um, yeah, man, I, uh, I grew up in California. Um, you know, son of a, a father that didn't want to work. You know, so I was kind of surrounded by mediocrity, a very... Blue collar mother that would just work and kind of didn't like her life, and uh, so when I was growing up, I, I never thought I would be a business owner. I never thought success was anything more than if you made twenty dollars an hour, like I thought you would make, and I thought that was like woohoo, living the dream. You know, granted, I'm uh I'm only thirty six years old, or I am thirty six year old, so I'm a little bit older, but you know that being said, is you know twenty dollars an hour back then might have been a good living. You know, I don't understand how people can really I mean, if if they're happy with it, that's all that really matters. But, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate and I'm very blessed to to, to exceed twenty dollars an hour, obviously. But I, I realize being an entrepreneur now, my father was an accountant, so he was a day trader. He really valued his free time. You know, so he would, you know, living in California, the stock market would close at one o'clock. You know, so me as a kid, I didn't understand. I, I thought he worked till one o'clock and he was done. I, I didn't get it. I thought he was lazy. You know, we didn't have a lot of the, the luxuries that other kids had because my dad was very, very, very frugal. You know, if I can paint the picture on him, he still drives the same 1978 Datsun b 210 You know, it wasn't a big deal when he dropped me off in kindergarten, you know, but when he was trying to drop me off in high school, it's like, dad, park around the block, like I'll just walk from here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: It's good for health.
1: hundred <laughs> percent, right? I wish I had a one-wheel back then. I I wouldn't even ride with him. But, yeah, no, so, uh, you know, my my background is, you know, I I joined the military, I'm prior Air Force. I got my degree in aeronautical science. After getting out of the military, I realized that I didn't want to work on airplanes anymore. It's just I didn't like the future. So we're talking back in 2005, 2006. The airline industries were just cutting wages, cutting people. They were going instead of hiring their own mechanics to, to unionizing. And I just didn't like the writing on the wall. You know, the Air Force wasn't for me because I, I was too ambitious. I didn't like that you have to wait time and grade before you're able to advance. Funny story about the military is, uh, you know, as soon as I went made it out of tech school, as soon as I made it to my first duty station, they gave us these novels. And like, as soon as you read this, you can test out. And I finished it in about 10 days. And my sergeants were like, "What the? I don't want to swear, but what the hell are you doing?" take your time. And I'm like, I just, I want to work on jets. I don't want to read books. I'd rather finish it so I can get better at my craft. And so I, after that, you know, it took a couple of years. I realized the military wasn't for me. You just finished David Goggin's book. That guy's a hero, <laughs> you know, but you know, I came into to being a business owner back in 2007. It just kind of, you know, it happened. So back in 2007, um, I was living in Santa Barbara, California, really struggling. You know, so I was on, you know, borderline homeless. I had a vehicle. I had a car payment, just really struggling, not sure what I wanted to do. So I was enrolled in, I had eight PE classes at the local college. I already had my degree. You know, I'm a six three, two hundred 245 pound dude. So I'm a pretty big guy. And, uh, back then I was in like elite shape. I was working out six classes and I had one real estate principles class. So I had a backup plan in case I couldn't make the NFL. Maybe I would sell real estate, <laughs> you know? So my goal was to walk on. So I was literally training, but anyways, I was going to pick up my mother in San Jose and a car came across the highway and hit me head on, you know, so totally derailed my life, derailed my, my thought process. So it was, a, it was a year and a half of rehabbing, a year and a half of learning to walk again. I ended up breaking my, my left arm, my wrist, severed some of my intestines, broke my left leg. So it was a really, really dark time, but it, it was probably the best thing. Hindsight being 2020 it was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it forced me to, to kind of more or less cherish life. So 2007 to 2008 was recovering, learning how to walk again learning how to use my wrists and really, really appreciating when when a little baby, I remember seeing a little baby learning to walk again. And while I was on my crutches and my walker, I remember looking, I'll never forget this image, but I remember watching him stumble and I I just kind of laughed to God, like, God, you have a funny sense of humor. What I wouldn't do to, to, to just be walking and to be easily moving like that. But, you know, just to fast forward, the recovery went well. Luckily, I was able to heal. The best part was After, you know, I was on welfare. So I learned how to live off $200 a month. You know, I was staying in my mom's boyfriend's place rehabbing. So it was it was awful. Like, I never want to go back to that mindset. But it was like, I make $200 a month. We have food. I'm able to pay my portion of rent. And I remember when that welfare letter stopped. When I was like, Nicholas, you're healthy. You can go back to work. And I was like, oh, fuck. What do I do? What we did is jump on Craigslist shoot out my resume to you know 85 companies my wasn't really smart you know i got two responses one was mr gorski you should not send every affiliate the same email at the same time it makes you look desperate (laughs) and i was like or efficient or smart but they didn't see that way and then this other was a multi-level marketing company that was direct sales was like nicholas we love your resume come on in for an interview and i was like I don't really have much sales experience other than selling newspapers when I was little, but I don't have any options. My welfare literally ended. All right, let's roll, and you know, ended up, you know, I was ended up being with that company for, I think, seven years.
0: That's a good period of time to be in one of MLM companies. I'm uh, also involved initially. That was my first professional introduction to to sales through an MLM.
1: Yeah, you know, this was a weird one. It was actually called Smart Circle. And, uh, you know, they would teach you how to how to sell face to face. And if you were good at it, it was a commission only job. And I remember going on that interview, watching this like kind of this nerdy looking dude sell to uh, he was selling auto glass. So I watched him sell two windshields. And I was like, how much do you make for doing that? And he's like 20 bucks a pop. And I'm like, you just sold two this hour. You know, how many do you normally do? He's like, I'll do eight a day. and I was like, so I get to write my own paycheck. And he's like, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm sold. Like, let, let's roll. And, uh, you know, my my old man distilled in me at a, at a young age, if I have a better work ethic than the person on my right, and I genuinely have a better attitude than the person on my left, I'm going to be able to advance. And it's something that, you know, he distilled in me at a, a young age, kind of pounded in me. But, you know, playing sports, football, basketball, baseball, I was always never the best person on the team, but I was always a, a team captain. I was always that, that worker. You know, I'm going to bring that massive effort i i've learned to love conditioning i don't know why i'm just kind of crazy i guess but you know that was my introduction to sales and you know we just ran with it
0: at least you're stable you don't have to be like a star or talented but if you're stable then you can achieve great things and discipline just curious you said that you basically had a big hard uh, moment when the the car hit you can you a little bit dig dive in I, maybe it's uh, still like a hurt and the memories, but I would like to, to get your thinking process, like when you were in the basically dump, like, and probably you were feeling like there is no future or something like that. Can you a little bit tell us like, like that?
1: Totally that unknown, you know, that, that, what am I going to do? You know, cause after, you know, that, that welfare letter came, you know, I had lost all my manual dexterity, so I couldn't fall back to, to working on airplanes and, uh, You know, I I was applying for like office assistance, sales, anything that involved me not being on my feet because I literally for a year and a half, every time I took a step, I would get a shooting pain in my left leg and then they did surgery to remove that metal rod. So I remember after that surgery being like, oh my God, I'm walking without pain, but you know. That means I can go back to work, but I can't use my skills that I've acquired. Like, what am I going to do? And, you know, just just luckily, I I took this commission only job, you know, so so for me, my mindset, my background, you know, I didn't really have time to to sit there. I knew I didn't like my living situation. You know, being a guest on my mom's ex-boyfriend's couch was was definitely not where I saw myself. And I was uh, 25 or you know 24, turning 25 at the time. You know, this was not the picture of myself when I was going through the military, when I was, you know, doing boot camp, you know, learning to, to, to separate myself from my peers. I know I didn't want to work at the grocery store when I graduated high school. I wanted to to do something that I, I wouldn't have been able to do, like work on airplanes. Like, why not? So I worked, I joined to, to work on F-16s, but, you know, in that disparity, you know, I was just really, really fortunate to uh, that interview. So um, I had no car. My driver's license was expired from the accident. It was a California license. My mom lived in Minnesota. So I, she literally brought me on an airplane. I remember hobbling on. She ended up upgrading to first class. So it was bittersweet. It was my first time I've ever ridden first class. But I was all broken. I'm like, sure, can I get you something to drink? You're like, dude. <laughs> I just... But, you know, that that pain, that suffering, like I said, it was probably the best thing that ever happened because... You know, it's just really developed an attitude of gratitude. You know, I've been where, where I never want to be again. And I will fight tooth and nail to make sure my family doesn't have to be there. My, my people, I don't want anybody that, that works with our company to ever have to, to feel that. And granted, don't get me wrong, some things are out of our control. But the things that we can control, our attitude, our work ethic, our student mentality, you know, those are the things that separate us from anybody else. And fast forwarding, you know, so I joined that that direct sales. It's basically multi-level company, marketing, but just different. And uh, the manager, you know, he was a year older than me. You know, he was a sharp looking dude. He drove a BMW. I was driving my mom's broke down Dodge Intrepid. You know, it didn't have fifth gear. So I would drive if it hit 43 miles an hour, it would shift into fifth. I'd have to pull over, turn it off, start it up. So that's how I stuck to get to work. Cause I, I just, I didn't like my living situation. I didn't like where I was and don't get me wrong, man. You know, I wish YouTube and that stuff was out then. Cause I was literally, I would do my, my rehab stuff for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then I would play call of duty for like six, seven, eight hours a day while they were at work. You know, then they, I'm like, Oh crap. I would do my chores So the, the roommate wouldn't bitch. And then, you know, I would retreat. So it's like this life I had for a lot of people sounds like great. I I just hated it. For me to play video games for the rest of my life was just not something that was in the cards for me.
0: I can imagine. I can imagine.
1: Right. Some people be like, dude, you you are living the best life ever. I'm like, ah for you, not for me.
0: Yeah, that's that's what will people talk with that they can actually walk and and, and do everything, but when you're tied up like physically and bad things happen to good people, it's not like that. Probably you learn to have a gratitude for everything in life, for for small things like walking or like running. I don't know if you can run now. Probably you can,
1: right? No, luckily I made a full health rebound. You know, so I can can do pretty much anything anybody normal can do. You know, definitely can't run an ultra marathon for you David Goggins fans. But (laughs) the hard part is, you know, somebody in the group posted about, you know, making amateur money. You know, when you start feeling success, you know, the, the average person, I think Grant Cardone talks about it, where when somebody gets a raise, you know, they raise all their expenses as well. You know, so that amount of money they got, you know, it just goes out the window. So they actually make less money. And, you know, I've I've had points in my career, like December 28th was 10 years in business. I got more funny stories I'll share with ambassadors at the group. But uh, December 28th marked my tenure in business. And over the 10 years, like there's been little, you know, high successes, there's been terrible lows. I wish, you know, eight years ago, five years ago, two years ago, I wish I had fallen upon Grant Cardone, you know, just because what he teaches in that Cardone U, if I would have had that eight years ago, my path of life, I, I guarantee would be very different. You know, I'm blessed. I learned it at, at 36. There's people in the group that have got it at 54. Six, Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, he talks about the human mind you know, our brain matures most from 45 to 65. Um, as far as men, that's when our mental capacity peaks. So I, I don't know about um, women. I believe it's the same. But when I came on to Think and Grow Rich a couple of years ago, I was like, I just got to make sure I'm healthy. I got to make sure that when I'm 45, like I've taken care of my body, I've taken care of my mind and my soul, you know, so we can do some big things. But what I was, the point I was going to make is, I've fallen into obscurity so many times throughout my career where, you know, that massive action, cool, you know, we take our foot off the gas. And when I, I learned as as I take my foot off the gas, you know, that's when doubt settles in. That's when, you know, am I doing the right thing? You know, what's the point of being successful like I have?
0: It's not all in the money. And the devil start lurking, right?
1: They they do right and that happens for all of us. I'm sure you get that too. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: I'm most happy when when I have like ten meetings. I'm closing the deal and somebody's is ringing. I, it's kind of stressful, but at the end of the day, I feel like fulfilled. Like I'm full. Yeah, it's great. Let's let's repeat again.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, man. That um, and I think most people, right? When we have a purpose, you know. So as I we were talking a little earlier, I was talking if if you like what you do. You know, it feels like you've never worked a day in your life. And that being said is if what you do doesn't feel like work, it'll only your production, the people you surround yourself with, they'll tend to feel better, too. And don't get me wrong. The worst part about being a, a business owner or a boss or manager, I hate confrontation. I hate having to correct my team. But at the same point, I have an obligation to make sure that they're successful. You know, if if we pay them a wage and I try to take pride in paying my people very well, if they can't do the job that we pay them to do, you know, I have to correct that. I have to make sure that, you know, everybody should have the idea to exceed my expectations because I want to exceed their expectations as an employee. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's the next mindset. And if everybody's thinking like that, I mean, you're company your career your fitness everything in life will sky, skyrocket because you will always try to be better and you will never find to be perfect and to reach that point you'll just advance and advance
1: that's the goal what what are some things that that you do to to keep yourself out of obscurity
0: well i just chase my fears honestly i commit something that I don't know, and I figure out the, figure out later. That's one of the greatest quote and things that I've learned from Grant. Commit first, figure out later. For example, I'm going to start podcast about freelancers. It's going to be called Remote Preneurs. Basically, how you can work remotely, or you can scale your business and grow your business remotely. You do not have to have a big offices paying a lot of money on on leases etc. I don't believe in that anymore, thanks to the technology. So. I just committed to do the podcast, and then I didn't know how to do that. I committed now that I'm going in Thailand in February. I connected with some people that are major players there, and I just told, told my idea how I want the podcast to look, and they just asked me, like, well, well we like your podcast idea. We we like uh, what you did. It makes sense. And uh, would you like to, to give a speech there in, in Thailand? Like, probably... 300 400 500 people that are potential listeners and followers and I was like yes for sure I don't have a clue what I'm going to talk there I feel fear <laughs> I feel doubt the bullshit behind my brain is talking a lot but commit first figure out later so when I when I'll be there probably I will do a live video probably I will make mistake but I don't care I ch- chase my fear so that's what I do all the time
1: love it how are you
0: mid 20, 29 Thirty old. I've learned that uh in life, every time that I chase my fears, I attack them face on. I never make a mistake long term. Maybe sometimes I get embarrassed, but that's like a learning and growing pain, and I don't care. Plain example is <laughs> plain example is cold calling. My first cold call was done maybe when I was fifteen, sixteen, something like yeah. that. I cold call a girl that I liked. Yeah, maybe I was preparing four or five five hours to do it, and I was never ready so. i Just you know, press the green button. It's dialing. She answered, and I was like, "Fuck, okay." And I just start talking. And interesting enough, I got the date. I I got the appointment. (laughs) My man. Yeah.
1: The rest is history.
0: Yeah, rest is history after that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what I I really liked about uh, Cardone. Cardone, you so hardship hit us last year. So right the, the, like three days before I was going to turn 35, you know, you know, feeling kind of good. We have momentum. You know, my niche, you know, my first form of income is we sell auto blasts at car washes. So we have this really intricate and really good system to, uh, to promote a car wash where we have really sharp marketing representatives that will enhance the customer's experience. We're there to make the car wash better. And then we're there to educate their customers and qualify them. Um, in America, all 50 states, if there's a rock chip in someone's windshield, and I'm sure you see it in Western Europe when you drive down the highway, rocks will come up, hit a windshield, leave a chip, crack it. You know, so we we have this system where we'll put really sharp people at the car wash, and we'll brand ourselves the car wash so we can really fish and hunt for Google reviews for the car wash. And I don't know about Western Europe, the average car wash employee isn't the sharpest crayon or the sharpest tool in the shed? You know, there are a lot of times that they're underachievers. A lot of times, you know, it's just not that most glamorous job, not to take away from, you know, it's a very hard labor intensive job that typically doesn't pay well. What we've done is we've been able to, to, to field complaints. We've been able to help them grow as far as recruiting, bring in labor. And then we also provide them revenue because uh, in all 50 states in America, there's no cost to fix a windshield. If somebody carries full coverage car insurance, the insurance companies automatically include that in their policy. So, you know, we're, we're huge in Minnesota. We are probably the fifth largest auto glass company working with seven different car washes here that in Minnesota, car wash is a big industry. They'll wash five, 600 cars a day in the wintertime, which is, it blew my mind when I moved here. And my main source, you know, my two biggest clients, one sold to the to the corporate conglomerate, which is called Mr. Car Wash. And they're like, Mr. Gorski, we, we like what you guys do, but we just want to wash cars. That's our business model. So can you guys be out of here at the end of the month? And we're like, um, okay, I respect that. Are you sure you don't want to reconsider? I can, I can build and train a sales team to staff all 500 of your car washes. I have the experience. When I was in Dallas, Texas, back in, I think it was 2012, 2013, you know, I had built a glass team that we actually did a thousand claims in a week. We worked with Sam's Clubs and Costco's. But uh so I was like, Mr. Carwash, I could come through. We could probably generate you guys 10 to $15 million a year. And ultimately, all the while, giving your carwash a better image, giving your carwash sharper people on staff, giving your team their better opportunity. And they said no. No big deal. We wipe the dirt off our shoulders. And then this other client, Paradise, is like, you know what? You have a detailing business. That's kind of a conflict in interest in us. You know what? We would just like to go a different route. And so I lost another four car washes. I had to show up to work the next day and tell 10 people like, guys, I messed up and I I cost us the contract. You know, we lost over a million dollars in revenue. And, uh, you know, I was uh, lucky enough, I was able to, to recoup eight of my 10 employees. You know, I found them different positions within my company's called Perfect 10 Autoblast and Detailing. It, it was a realization, like, what what am I going to do? Like, do I quit? Do I go find a different job? You know, luckily, I, I've surrounded myself with some really, you know, really good guys. I have a, a gentleman named Ariel that he's like, you know what, Nicholas, you know, these rental cars you were trying to do for detailing to separate yourself? We would give people a free loaner car if they were dropping off a detail or doing a windshield replacement just to make it easier. He's like, I'm going to sell those cars for you. I was like, okay, well, hey, I got to go to Florida to visit my my shop out there, make sure everything's running good. Do your thing. And, you know, this guy sold four of the five cars we had. And, uh, you know, we're like, okay, we got a new business model. Like, let's roll. And so last year, you know, we focused our time and energy into into figuring out some type of second income. And this is going to lead to how I met and learned about Grant Cardone is we just started selling cars. We didn't really know what we were doing other than price sales cars. We know what good cars kind of are. Luckily, there's a repair shop next to our detail center so we can have those guys fix the cars. But, you know, it, it just led to us finding success. We're like, holy cow, instead of selling 60 $70 $70 rock chips or $200 replacements. You know, we're making $500 on a car. We're making $1,000 on a car. I think our biggest winner was there was a car. I think we made like three grand with one sale and we're like, dude, this is fun. It was just a way. It was amazing that, you know, losing that, that revenue, we we're able to survive. We we're able to, to pay the bills. We were able to kind of grow something. And I, I knew we were in the right niche when, you know, we told people our goal was to sell 300 cars our first year. And I love the car industry because I was hanging out with entrepreneurs. I'm hanging out with like-minded individuals, which was fantastic from being at the car wash where the only like-minded individual was the car wash owner. And a lot of times they've already made it. You know, one of my car wash owners has been in business 30 years. He shows up, he cashes the checks, he goes to the bar or he goes home. And it's like, Anyways, so anyways, working with the car people was was just like a fresh dose of motivation, and uh, so the the way I heard about Uncle G was we had sold a car to a, a friend of a friend of a friend, so in order to find it was a Hyundai Tucson. I'll forever love a Hyundai Tucson. So we had to drive to Iowa to pick it up, and so me and a colleague drove six hours to pick up a car, drove it back, but the car dealership we picked it up from was this young, sharp guy i'm I, i'm really disappointed a guy named brandon's not going to GrowthCon, so i've been harassing him trying to get him to join the ambassadors trying to get him to go because he was the one who introduced me i was like this guy is sharp he was hitting us with closing lines he was like you don't know who grant cardone is i was like no he's like dude closer survival guy i was like what is that And you know i literally downloaded the audible book and you know I was, you know, Grant talked about it now that is the number one most important close in, in anything is you have to close yourself. And I think he talks about success being your, your duty, your obligation, your responsibility. You know, if you can't close yourself on why you deserve to be successful, you will never be successful. You don't deserve it, but we do. So anyways, I, I listened to that book the whole way back and I was like, this was so, there was so much good information in this. You know, I literally listened to that book for the next probably month and a half just on repeat. And uh I, I knew I wanted wanted more. So this is probably in March. And you know, from there I downloaded Gary V's, you know, crushing it. You know, and I follow my LinkedIn, I love it because that's my motivation. I follow just sharp people. You know, when I want bullshit, I'll go to Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> when I want to grow or get better, I go to LinkedIn and yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I love that John C. Maxwell speaking. Yeah. Like you know, I, I've read a ton of his content and books back in the day. But, you know, that led to me getting the 10x theory. I was like, man, this Grant Cardone is so sharp in what he talks about. In his audio, audible books, I highly recommend someone buys it because he reads them and he goes off topic. And, and his tangents and his rants are are just like when you watch on YouTube. There's so much gold that Grant shares with us. It's, it's impossible to get it on the first read. Yeah. But, you know, so I downloaded 10 X and then, you know, that led to him doing a, a live, you know, secrets of wealth. And uh, he's like, I'm doing this ambassador program. And I'm like, I'm going to GrowthCon, you know, I'll sit in the, the nosebleed. I just want to learn. And then as he was pitching it, you know, and and I don't know if you watch Grant Cardone, he's a yeah, salesman. you know, he has to sell his content. You know, he constantly is always selling us, which that's how he makes his money, man. I get it. But. I was like, I, if I'm going to GrowthCon, this ambassador group, this is a way where you can go to a conference and you can know a few other people. So you can get a chance or you can get an opportunity to at least go to something that's kind of foreign and weird to a lot of people. And at least you can have some camaraderie amongst the group. And I was like, yeah, if I want to get the most out of this, I, I think the ambassador group's right. And I remember watching the conference. I had taken that Saturday off. I'm a guy I choose to work six days a week because security for me and my family is, is what I live for. I remember asking my wife, I'm like, hey, babe, you remember this conference we said we would go to? Um, It's a thousand bucks. And she's like, what? She's like, no, you don't need to spend a thousand dollars to go to a conference. And I was like, Rachel, uh, it's about the experience. I was like, this is something that a thousand dollars today could ultimately mean 30 million tomorrow. And she goes, $1,000 today is going to mean $0 in February because it's going to be spent. And I was like, you got a point, but uh, I'll tell you what, I'll work a little bit harder to make that income just so I can make it worth it. And she was like, my wife is fantastic, by the way. She goes, all right, I I trust you. And I was like, sold. You know, I signed up for the conference that day. I got my $50 off. I felt like I had like won something. You know, I remember seeing Nicholas... Gorski scroll across the screen and I was like I'm an ambassador baby like I don't know what that means but let's roll we'll figure it out later right
0: yeah commit first figure out later
1: you know honestly you know as anybody's coming into the ambassador group I had a really high 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 expectation you know to me I felt like I had just spent a thousand dollars you know that's that's selling a couple cars that's a hundred rock chips like that's and I was really disappointed. I didn't see Grant Cardone on their coaching. And I was like, wait a minute, these ambassadors, like I want to, I want to learn from Grant himself. And, you know, the, the content on there, you know, I joined back in August. So I, I drank the Kool-Aid, you know, about average time as most people. And I, I kind of took it upon myself. But, you know, as I started getting out there, I'm not the most influential person yet. And, you know, my goal is not necessarily to be. I just want to share a positive message with my wheel talk but I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna provide some content. I'm gonna connect with some people. So when we go to this ambassador group, we're able to kind of 10x it. And I'm a, I'm a very firm and big believer. The more I can help other people, it ends up helping me in some way. And I, and I usually go into it generally, you know, genuinely. If I can help you, I don't really care how it's not gonna help me. But you know, just let me talking you. I'm already getting better, although I'm doing all the talking. I got to remember, I got two ears, one eye and, you know, one mouth. I should do half the talking and twice the listening. But yeah, you know, if it came to the ambassador group again, you know, I'm already going to sign up when we're at the GrowthCon. It's brought so much value, you know, in the form of, you know, when I jump on Facebook now, I'm, I'm usually in the ambassador group. I don't see all the political news feeds that I don't really care about. I don't see the people posting what they had for lunch, which I don't care about. And, you know, it's fun hearing people's successes. And I don't know about you, but to me, it, it drives me. I don't get jealous. I don't get envious. I, I get like high five, man. Like if you're able to just close the $265,000 deal, I'm like, bro, I just want to talk to you for 10 minutes. I want to hear how one of your deals turned out to a quarter million dollars.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: You know, because if one of my deals is $500. I'm putting in very similar effort. What do I have to do to make million dollars
0: on a deal and it's also when when you see people in the in the group i mu- must say that everybody's open everybody's responsive everybody wants to help nobody's as you said it's not envy so when i see somebody like uh james Bowden, he will be he's also on the on the podcast he's closing a six million dollar deal he's running a company that generates 10 million dollars in revenue and he thinks that he's thinking small and I, at the moment, I'm not millionaire, but definitely I will become one day. So when I have the opportunity to speak one hour with that person and he can just tell me his secrets and 20, 30 years of of experience building the business, I mean, that's that's worth far more than $1,000, right?
1: A hundred percent, right? And, you know, the people that I've gotten to, to meet, you know, I've, I've built some fairly good relationships with, you know, Hirsch Sandhu would be fantastic on the podcast you know, Christian Garfield, you know, really sharp guy, you know, the, the Joel Ironmans, a lot of these people are, you know, you can tell they're very passionate. You know, you can tell that, you know, they want more James Bode. He's he's another guy, you know, we've shot some messages back and forth and it's like, it's very uplifting. It's like, you can do it where, you know, you have the outside world where everybody lives in kind of that average land is like, you're crazy. Aren't? Why aren't you happy? Like you have, you know, we went from before Grant Cardone, we went from just consistently having five cars on the lot to now we have, I don't even know, man, probably like 20 cars that are all paid for, cash owned. And, you know, I'm not talking like Lambos and Maseratis, a lot of beaters, but, you know, there's a huge market for it. And, you know, it was just that think bigger. It takes the same amount of effort to think average and the same amount of energy. You know, why not? Who said that Jim Rohn says, don't wish it was easier. Wish you were better.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: What's easy to do is easy not to do. Yeah. But they both take the same amount of energy. Exactly. And, you know, once again, you know, to support the ambassador group, is it's, it's just being around those like-minded individuals. Being around people that that wish you to have success. I remember one of my employees as we were growing it, he's like, Nick, Nicholas, dude, you you have this, bro. Who would have ever thought? I'm like, I know. But this isn't good enough, man. We got to grow it to hundred cars out here. We got to grow it to, to five hundred. If that guy Luther has thirty dealerships, you know, I'm sure he puts on one shoe at a time. You know, granted he might have had the, the 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 background, maybe his parents did. I don't know. But if he can do it, why cannot? And the only thing that'll stop us, right? The only thing that'll stop us is you and I. Our our mindset will be the only ones that'll stop us. And you know, I was listening to 10x this morning. Grant's talking about that ethics. You know, it's part of being ethical for us to reach our full potential.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also, also I can add something here that you mentioned from Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn says that the only purpose of every living being is to grow or reach its potential. If you're a, a pup, you, your potential is to become a big dog. If you're, let's say, a seed and you need to become a tree tall, let's say, five meters I mean, just go and reach your potential. And everybody, except human beings, always strive to reach their potential. And we we have unlimited potential, but probably because of our mindset, we don't try to chase it because we have doubt, we have fear, our surrounding is just screwing us up in the mind, and and we just don't try it, and we just stuck, and we are an average or even less.
1: Yeah, we're afraid of failure, man. You know, we don't. You know, the average person. You know, the the difference, the only reason that I'm in this chair where I'm at is I failed more times than the average person, you know. But instead of, you know, I could definitely have that victim's mentality and I could surround myself with people that are like, you you have a right to feel this way. I I think you're in the same boat. You know, we just choose not to. You know, if if I can, you know, that I love the same too, is if you're the sharpest person in the room, you're in the wrong room.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah, one of my goals just to share with everybody, you know, is is I want to be the dumbest person in my company. If if I'm the stupidest person, and there's at times I am. I'm not, I'm not gonna flatter myself, <laughs> but uh, you know, that means we're off to some greatness. You know, if, if I'm the least sharp person, like I've done something right, obviously I'm I'm always trying to 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 get smarter and better. You know, I'm on my third book so far this year. They say the average CEO reads 60 books. You know, my goal is to at least read 50 you know, one a week is, you know, should be done. But, you know, that being said, is, you know, to be a good leader, you sometimes have to be a good follower.
0: You should be on both sides of the of the of the ledger. So so you know how it is.
1: Right. And I'm I'm a believer, too, is I won't ask my people to do something that I'm not willing to do myself.
0: Yeah, that's a true leader.
1: The best part about it is, you know, this this massive action is so I brought Three other ambassador tickets. So I have three other of my employees or people I work with that we're bringing down to the growth con, which I really wish I was able to enroll them earlier in the program, but it's, it's just trying to get out of that obscurity. It's trying to, if instead of me regurgitating all this information, I'm going to have them there hearing it. And I really can't wait for the rest of this year to, for us to talk back and forth and for us to like, you know, share this 10x knowledge. And I'm a little disappointed you're not going to be there, my friend, because I'd like to buy you a beer.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. Well, that's why next year I intend to be on the stage as as a showcase. So it will be a motivation. I try to use the negativity to create a positivity. So I operate from the dark side of life, guys. No worries. It makes me stronger.
1: There you go, right? Yeah no so true you know so what what i kind of wanted to talk about is you know my my main goal right now and honestly it's i'm so passionate about these things is uh here i'll kind of share it with you is this uh this wheel talk
0: okay let me see it
1: i don't know if you can see it in that i'm trying to
0: yeah yeah it's 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 a cool gadget guys you you should you should go on youtube uh hashtag wheel talk and you you will see it i mean we don't have this in macedonia in eastern europe it looks really (laughs) really cool (laughs)
1: <laughs> Don't worry, man. Uh a lot of people it's uh it, it's crazy because you know just riding one of these things is uh it's it's the most similar thing to snowboarding uh-huh I, I've ever encountered. Wow. You know, so it's like it's basically there's uh there's a brand it's basically like land surfing. Uh-huh. And this thing right here for for business has been fantastic because you know it'll go 20 miles an hour and uh, 20 miles on a charge this business is crazy with cars. You'll go out there. Sometimes they need a jump start if they've been sitting a long time and, you know, just to zip back and forth has been fantastic. It's way better than walking. Okay. And from somebody that had to learn to walk again, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, such a, such a good time. So yeah, if, if, if anybody could just jump on and, you know, give me a like, give me a subscribe, give a content. I've made a commitment to make sure I, uh, I answer everybody back.
0: At the moment, you cannot see this because uh, we are talking only in uh, audio. You should go on the YouTube channel, hashtag wheel Talk. At the moment, uh, Nicholas is driving on the one wheel and we are making the podcast. He is currently driving on the road. <laughs> I mean, you should <laughs> definitely go on the YouTube just to see. I mean, this is really cool. This is quite unique. I love your idea. And, and all of us should go and subscribe and hit like to to help out to reach 3,000 subscribers. At least at, until the end of the of the growth. <laughs> Great yeah. Idea. Man, so, uh,
1: I, you know, I got one of these so you can't actually travel with the one I was riding with. So I got a different one, you know, so I can travel with it. So when I when I fly now, you know, I, I'm able to ride that in the airport. OK. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, so I, I kind of push the limits a little bit. But, you know, I'm very controlled on the one wheel. It's, it's very there's so much technology involved in this little thing. It's like a Tesla of skateboards. but it's similar to a snowboard. And the the joy, so I have uh, I got that thing in July. At late July, I've put 500 miles. It's got a little odometer on there. I've literally put 500 miles on that thing, just cruising around. One thing my channel will have here shortly, you know, if we can figure out how to edit them, is we've been doing 360 cameras. So Jay, I don't know if it's pronounced his last name, Basilikis, um, he started a VR headset charity. So virtual reality and I was like I'm gonna provide content and so this can I have a goPro fusion that records in 360 degrees and so if somebody has their phone you would actually be able to move and see the scenery that I'm seeing
0: wow yeah yeah I think uh, VR is going to go go really big in the upcoming years definitely I think you're in you're on a good road there on the or on the right path with a good equipment
1: yeah you know the idea you know if, if we can help people out, right? So if, if you're terminal and you can't be outside, you know, my niche is, you know, I'm in nature, you know, so if you can move your phone or your VR headsets around and get a taste of what cruising at, you know, 15, 16 miles an hour feels like, that's my goal, man. That would be fantastic, you know, to put a smile on a kid's face or, you know, just somebody watching at home that is like, what is that thing? You know, that's that that's kind of the purpose behind it. And then a lot of my... A lot of them I'll share just bits of wisdom. A lot of times I'm riding the one wheel. I'm multitasking. I'm usually listening to an audio book. And so it's like, I'll, I'll just share, you know, bits of, of wisdom or, you know, personal experiences. And uh, I, I really enjoy doing it. And I think I told you earlier, man, it's, it's a way for me not to feel guilty in my recreational time. You know, so if I can do something where I'm helping somebody else out or, you know, just more or less finding something I'm passionate about that's uh it's been really really enjoyable
0: yeah yeah definitely i love the idea oh it it is interesting that you can actually like ride it out and just talk and then record i mean it's kind of similar pretty much now thanks to the technology and all the inventions we can be remote preneurs as i am starting a podcast and we can do pretty yeah remote preneurs i think everybody's going to become one day remote preneurs because you do not have to have a big office you can just have the skill necessary, to whatever you, you're doing at the moment, and you can close a deal while you're traveling, while you're on the one wheel. I definitely like it and I would like to try it and test it out in Macedonia because I love nature as well. And this is quite interesting. I, I If I have a chance and if they are selling that here in Europe, I would definitely buy and we can make another podcast like live where we are both going to drive and Explore, explore the the nature <laughs> between two continents. I think that will rock. Yeah, man.
1: I'm gonna be on my one wheel. I will be zipping all around the stadium. I'm gonna be just rolling up on people, talking to them, asking them questions. You know, I, I have a pretty ambitious goal. You know, and if there's thirty thousand people there, I'm looking for ten percent that I can make a, a connection with, where I can get them to, to like and subscribe to my page right there. And then the, the idea behind that is if I have three thousand people that subscribe, like I have to make sure I produce content that, that's gonna enrich their lives. And the thing I like about YouTube is I can just do it all for free. It's a huge platform to to connect with people. You know, there's seven billion people on this planet. Yeah,
0: you yeah. know three thousand is 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 peanuts, it's nothing. Yeah. You should definitely drive that in on GrowthCon. I will probably will see it on YouTube, and probably you should make some kind of T-shirt or something like branding, like uh, hashtag Will Talk. That's my suggestion to you. Subscribe on YouTube, something like that.
1: Yep, I got business cards, but I definitely redoing them. And then, um, yeah, I got I got shirts being made. You know, just build in that exposure. And honestly, one of my goals for GrowthCon is. I've started making massive action. My wife at first hated the YouTube idea, you know, because it's any time of, you know, sacrificing family time. She goes, why don't you just enjoy it? I'm like, ah, I have an idea. <laughs> hold my beer, right? Yeah,
0: hold my beer. I have an idea. <laughs>
1: but, you know, the, the idea behind it, once again, just the spread of the joy, spreading spread that nature views. And it's a really interesting community. So if you jump on OneWheel.com, they'll actually ship it to you. There's people in Western Europe that have them. Yeah, man, I would I would highly recommend you checking it out. It's uh it's something I've just really become passionate about, man. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I love it. It's 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 quite interesting. It's quite interesting.
1: <laughs> love it, man.
0: Okay, so briefly, what message you would share for the people on the fences about joining 10x ambassador or generally about 10x nation? Like one simple message. I would say
1: just do it you know, be like that Nike symbol and, and just do it. It'll probably be the best thousand bucks you spend all year. And if you're a salesperson, you're a, a business owner, it's tax deductible anyways. The like-minded individuals you'll be around is your network directly correlates with your net worth. And I'm one of those people, if you meet me, I'm guaranteed to bring you more money. Some way, somehow, you know, just do it. Spend the money. Um, that don't you, if, if I would have... Ran into Cardone U five years ago, eight years ago. I would have saved so much time, energy, and money. A lot of this stuff on there. I've been fortunate enough to learn in the school of hard knocks, and maybe it's not fortunate, but we learn. But it's such a good recap and a refresher. So just do it. Don't don't think about the money you're spending. Think about the money you're going to gain. You know, from that ambassadors group already, I've had referrals for windshields. I've had tons of subscribers. So in my short, relatively basic YouTube career, I still really stuck at it. You know, so when you get out there, don't expect, you know, Martin Scorsese videos, you know, I'm I'm doing it myself and it's, I'm just having a blast, but I have 175 subscribers. So I need to 10x. I need to 100x what I'm doing. And it's the joy is in the journey. So, you know, be critical if you want, be gentle if you want. I really don't care, but I'll definitely answer you with, with genuine love. So if, if you're in the ambassador group, you're thinking about it next year, just do it. It's, it's worth it.
0: I love it. You're the probably fifth or sixth ambassador in a row that is short message for the people on the fences is just do it, guys, just do it. All of them are saying that.
1: Yeah, don't be shot. Jump in there, ask questions, you know, get advice. Doesn't mean you have to take the advice, but it's also nice to to get ideas from like-minded people.
0: Okay, so guys, please go to Nicholas YouTube channel hashtag We'll Talk and subscribe, leave a comment, see a couple of his uh, cool YouTube video. This is definitely unique approach of making a I say I would say like a video podcast or something like that. So it's really cool. I just saw him uh, probably five minutes of this podcast was recorded while he was driving the one wheel on on the road and we were talking. So (laughs) probably you you can have a better feeling and experience if you go on the YouTube now and just write hashtag wheel talk.
1: Yeah, no, I I really, really appreciate it. If you have, most of my videos are two, three minutes, but if if you just Google search the hashtag, right, Jimmy Fallon, hashtag wheel W-H-E-E-L talk, you'll see my videos. You know, they're, they're, they're high up there. I, I was smart enough to pick a unique form of wheel talk, but yeah, it's a, it's a generic term, but some way, somehow I found it. So there's videos I got want to be falling. We got some goofy stuff like a Halloween special and, uh, the goal. And I promise anybody who subscribes the content's only going to get better and better. So my attitude is, you know, this is we're, we're practicing and perfect practice makes perfect play. We can only both get better.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, I suggest for everybody just to at least see one of the the video just to have a brief idea. I, w- I was seeing your name Will Talk on on the group. I was wondering like, what, why Will Talk? Is he selling something or something like that? But when when you told me like just go on the YouTube and and see well, what what's all about, I mean, immediately I, I liked it. So people just need to go on the YouTube and, and see it for themselves.
1: Yeah, actually, I got first complaint. You know, Grant Cardone talks about the advertising and the marketing. So some guy's like, why are you constantly trolling my sales group? And I'm like, you asked about sales. I'm like, I'm just trying to sell a view. If I get you to click and subscribe, it's free. It costs you nothing. And so I searched him. He does email marketing. I'm like, bro, I'm doing the same thing you do as a profession, except I'm doing it for myself. And he's like, bro, I love that. Like, it was cool to change his mindset. And it was to get that complaint. It told me I'm doing this right because my follow up was, "Can you stop spamming me?"
0: And
1: I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> I promise I'll leave you alone, bro."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's good how how you handle the <laughs> the complaint. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so Nicholas, who would you refer to be my next guest on the podcast from from the ambassadors?
1: You know who I would really love to see up here? You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Christian Garfield, Hurst, Sandu, Matt Berge would be a fantastic guy. I've spoke with all three of these people. Really sharp. I, I would love to feel their wisdom. You already have teams coming on. I can't wait to hear that one. Yeah, this so doing the right thing, brother, I really appreciate your time. And yeah, this has been a fantastic... Like I said, this has been my... My cherry has been broken for podcasts.
0: Yeah, I hope I was gentle.
1: I mean, <laughs> I... It hurt a little bit, but uh, we'll we'll do it some more, man.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that that's how it starts.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I love it. So uh, we'll be in touch. I'll uh, I'll definitely give you some of that feedback and that footage of of the growth con.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I'm gonna be everywhere. You know, the cool thing about this one wheel is I can. You know, I've gone. I got some footage of going to a 49ers Vikings game. I'm a huge, I'm from the Bay Area of California. Uh-huh. So a huge 49ers. I got footage of cruising around the stadium and this thing, it, it breaks next. People are like, what is that?
0: It grabs attention. I must admit.
1: We're going to have a blast, man. So we'll be in touch, brother. Anything you need from me, please don't hesitate to ask, man. Appreciate your time. Yeah.
0: Th- thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. This was really, really interesting and cool. Uh podcast. For the listeners, I would advise just go to hashtag WillTalk on YouTube to to see what uh, Nicholas is talking about. I mean, it's really, really cool. And this is the first time I'm seeing something uh, in the world. So, guys, thank you for listening. Nick, thank you for your time. Until the next time, I'm going to schedule a call with Christian, Hirsch and Matt. So, guys, expect a great podcast every Friday on 10x Ambassador Experience. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: What you know about them early morning work What is what you gotta do to excel, excel.